This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, June 28th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downley. Here's today's headlines. Wildfires question environmental goals. 2020 hopefuls hit Trump on trade. And Purdue woos California Democrats. Before we begin, here's an editor's note. The AgriPulse team wishes you a safe and festive Independence Day break. Daybreak West will return on Monday, July 8th. Bill proposes grants to help farmers adapt to climate change. Assembly Bill 409 gained its third round of unanimous votes from a committee this week. Testifying on behalf of the proposal for climate grants was a UC Cooperative Extension specialist, Leslie Roche, said that during California's extreme drought, ranchers made, quote, substantial herd reductions with some completely liquidating. She said, with a more variable climate future, these challenges will continue, particularly for the next generations. Roche encouraged more science-based support tools and gave the example of a website called Rangeland Drought Hub. And here's a shout-out. This site also hosts personal interviews of ranchers coping with the drought. The audio project called Voices from the Drought was produced at UC Davis six years ago by now AgriPulse reporter Brad Hooker. Wildfires reshuffle environmental priorities in California. The state is dealing with 148 million dead or dying trees. If left to decompose in the forest, they add fuel for wildfires and leach carbon into the atmosphere. Now, lawmakers are looking to cogeneration plants as the safest and most environmentally friendly way to dispose of the trees. Senator Anna Carbello said, you might as well take it to a biomass facility and burn it cleanly. Her bill, SB 515, proposes expanding credits for the renewable energy portfolio to include more high-risk areas with dead trees. In a committee hearing this week, Assemblymember Bill Quirk supported the measure but was concerned that many of those plants have already shut down as California has moved toward clean energy. Just 20 facilities are left to handle the increased biomass. Carbello's team also met with the governor this week over ways to make utility contracts for biomass facilities more appealing. Of benefit to ag, well, Cabarello mentioned that ag waste is burned in the field because there's no place to put it. She said incentivizing this approach would generate energy and provide a cleaner burn. And on that note, a report on wildfires by the California Public Utilities Commission is due out by the end of July. Cabarello said it will likely suggest broadening even further the range of areas for biomass included in the renewable energy portfolio. Well, the debate heats up over trade, immigration, and climate. In the livelier of the first two Democratic presidential debates, ten candidates slammed President Donald Trump over immigration policy, his approach to China, and his lack of attention to the climate issue. On trade, South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg said manufacturers, and especially soy farmers, are hurting because of Trump's trade war. He said tariffs are taxes, and Americans are going to pay an average of $800 more a year because of these tariffs. Former tech executive Andrew Yang said he agreed that the U.S. needs to crack down on China, but he said the tariffs and trade war are just punishing businesses and producers on both sides. On immigration, the differences with Trump were even sharper. 
There was a strong opposition to deporting illegal immigrants unless they had committed a crime and support for allowing illegal immigrants to qualify for federally funded health care. All but two candidates, former Colorado Governor John Hinkenlober and Colorado Senator Michael Bennett, favored removing criminal penalties for entering the country illegally. And on climate change, Buttigieg said farmers can help reduce greenhouse gas emissions. Rural America, he said, can be a huge part of the solution. Purdue reaches out to California Democrats on USMCA. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Purdue today wrapping up a two-day trip to California where he's promoting congressional approval of the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. Purdue has stops on his schedule today with Democratic Representatives Jim Costa, T.J. Cox, John Garamendi, Josh Harder, and Jimmy Panetta. Now, GOP Representative Doug LaMalfa will accompany Purdue on the trip. On Capitol Hill, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi weighed in on her support for the trade pact, but her caucus hasn't agreed to drop key demands for changes to the pact. Pelosi said, quote, we want to pass this bill. But she stressed that the deal must be reopened to cut patent extensions for biologic pharmaceuticals and add enforcement provisions for new labor and environmental standards. Pelosi was vague on her timeline, saying, we are trying to keep the discussion on track and on schedule, end quote. She would only define the schedule as, quote, when we come to an agreement. DMC enrollment tops 5,300. The first numbers are in for enrollment in the new and improved program for dairy producers, and they show that more than 5,300 producers have enrolled out of 40,000 farms nationwide. About 2,600 operations have signed up for the full five years of the dairy margin coverage program. The other 2,700 are enrolling for just 2019. Economists and industry leaders are expecting sign-up to be much higher by the time the September 20 deadline arrives. Because DMC coverage is retroactive to January 1, producers who enroll at the maximum 950 per 100 coverage level are guaranteed to receive more in payments than they will pay in premiums. All but a 1,000 producers signed up at the Tier 1 level, under 5 million pounds of annual production. The other 1,000 operations enrolled at Tier 2, mostly at the catastrophic coverage level of $4 a hundred. Tier 2 premiums are much higher than for Tier 1. What do the numbers mean? Well, John Newton, the chief economist of the American Farm Bureau Federation, says he isn't worried that enrollment is slow. He said the only reason to do this now is if you have cash flow issues and you need a check. He says many producers are busy with field work right now. Larger operations are considering Tier 2 coverage. They may be waiting closer to the September deadline to see what happens to corn prices as a result of the prevented planting this year. Here's today's She Said It. These are difficult times. We're going to have to think a little bit outside the box at times. That's Senator Anna Cabarello on her bill that would reboot a waning co-generation industry. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, June 28th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.